0: everyone and welcome to episode 93 of the wrist cheese radio podcast your place for horological hot takes taboo topics and often unpopular watch opinions we are back baby and we got another episode for you this week as always my name is schmidt and you guys know him i'm joined by my best buddy you guys love him mr bro dinky what's up bro
1: Oh, bud, first of all, it's good to be back after a, a week's hiatus. I mean, something we really, really, really try not to do, but um at times as it goes in life, there are sometimes, just sometimes, things that may just <laughs> just a smidge, just by a hair, just by the slightest of margins be a touch more important <laughs> than watch podcasting. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. the unfortunate between travel and you know some some family things and such uh just didn't happen just didn't align stars couldn't couldn't line up last week yeah. so our our deepest uh, apologies to our listeners i know you look for us every week i know you're used to us there every week and we we pride ourselves on being there every week but this is just one that uh could not could not happen so yeah,
0: yeah, just I, a lot of stuff going on. So thank you guys for your patience so, and uh glad please, to be back. That's for please,
1: sure. please take us back, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll I, do it, it.
0: I had a buddy who's like, he's like, I look forward to you every time for my shift. And I was like, I missed you like twice. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he DMs me sometimes. He's like, all right, you're recording tonight, right? I'm like, yeah, we're recording. And then we, did, <laughs> and then we didn't record and I felt super bad. He's like, I feel, he's like, I feel betrayed. And I'm like, it's fine. You'll, you'll, you'll survive. This means that ne- next week will be that much sweeter for you.
1: Right. Um, personally, I'm a little bushed because we had a crazy thunderstorm overnight last night. Like I'm talking, it must have been directly overhead and the thunder was loud and it was long and the lightning was so frequent that it was lighter more often than it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> like That's it was insane. Nuts. It was insane. And it was at like 2 30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and it lasted easily like two hours. So me and everybody else at work today, the first the only thing anybody could say to each other, you see that freaking storm last night? And, <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> yeah. response was yes, I got yes, no sleep yes, because yes, of it. We
0: got the storm. We got the storm. Yeah. So oh, can can you send that our way? Because I think we definitely need a little bit of that right now. It ew. is scorching hot and my grass is holding on for dear life. Uh my water bill is exorbitantly high because I have been that guy who's been watering it as often as he can to keep it alive. But uh she's doing okay so far. But yeah, send send that weather my
1: way. Yeah, please. so that that was so Sundays are my Mondays. So you can imagine how that is rolling into work with just a little extra <laughs> something on, on your yeah. Monday you know, to start your week. You know, and then you then you get into all the usual work stuff, but uh, all all, all in all, pretty doing pretty good. Uh, you know, hung out with uh, an old college roommate over the weekend. Cool you know, man. Did, did the whole me- mesh the families thing, and you know, everybody meets each other type of, type deal. So, um, you know, had a lot of fun while I, while I wasn't recording watch content. But <laughs> here I am, I At, back back in the saddle. I know, I know. back oh, yeah. in the saddle, ready for another one. Um, how was how's everything about you?
0: Uh, everything's going, man. It's going to be uh, a rough uh, next few weeks for me travel wise. I'll be on the road quite a bit. Um, but weekend was good. Um, kids been having some fighting issues and sense of like just wanting to fight everything meals, naps, you know, sleep. So we got some more parental daddy stuff that we got to deal with. The online. storied
1: regression, as we yes, like to call yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the,
0: the good old regression um yeah so that's a thing and uh, it's been going on for about a week or so now but we'll we'll figure it out we'll get it sorted again but uh, to all my listeners out there who are dads or who may be soon fathers or dads uh get ready because all this stuff happens constantly so yeah yeah life's there are
1: there are there are no exceptions to that rule. <laughs> life's a peach you could say that yeah that's a that's a word you could use there's that's all we keep, that's
0: all that's we just keep telling ourselves right bro we're just like other ones yeah, it's uh it's a peach
1: that's it peach i could i could eat a peach for hours
0: <laughs> oh yep
1: um yeah other than that uh i know you saw i got i picked up a little little something recently
0: oh man so jealous what are your yeah, thoughts
1: man. uh you know i'm really liking these dimensions for those who didn't see i posted over the weekend um I had one of these kind of scoped out. It's the uh, the thirty eight millimeter Seiko five uh, in teal. I had one scoped no out sick. on the uh, you know the the Japanese market because you know I'm a sucker for the the Japanese day wheel and um you know prices finally there or, or and or inventory because I had I had my eye on a few different sites and a couple of them were out and the prices were quite good I guess due to the uh, dollar versus yen. Conversion, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so finally found one that sort of hit the mark, and I was like, okay, here we go. And uh, yeah, DHL global gets here three days before it's supposed to. Uh, you know, anything domestic seems to come in at least one to two days late, so figure that one <laughs> out, right?
0: Yeah, yeah no, no crap, right? Coming all the way across the pond from a different country has to go through fun. customs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah has to has get scanned, everything,
1: and still gets here early and then (laughs) stuff that i order from my own state gets here yeah
0: and and not even just early three days early it was unbelievable
1: (laughs) i was like you know i'm tracking it i'm like this can't be right this isn't you know yeah my luck isn't this good
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it is it is this it
1: is it is so i got it off one of those those super sketch websites like shopping in japan or something like that oh Yeah. yeah 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 But uh, no, apparently they're not sketch. I, you know, I looked, it, I looked it up, and everybody says they have good reviews and everything. They're just like, you know, some of those like lost in translation type websites that have fun games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. Um. So what? So you like it?
1: I do, man. I do. You know, this. Uh, it, it, it's. It reminds me of the color that I really like about the the Doxa. Really, it's like that.
0: Yeah, the turquoise. sort of, uh,
1: turquoisey blue. It's not so much that that pale blue or that that Tiffany color everybody likes so much, but. It's really good, and I, I, you know, I really like, like I said, the the kanji day wheel with the colors against that, and then the contrast of the black bezel. The dimensions, like I said, are are really really good. They wear perfect. Like they're, you know, you always worry as uh, as I mentioned before when you sort of have the the diver dimensions, and then you you shrink, you're shrinking lug to lug, you're shrinking diameter. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. worry about that. You know that uh, stockiness on the wrist, and you really don't get any of that. I got it on a little Barton right now. The only gripe I have with it is that these newer uh, Seiko Five Sports don't take the Fat Boy Seiko spring bars. What? So I can't. Yeah, the the holes are not wide enough to take the the traditional Seiko or the Fat Boy spring bars. So I can't use like my Uncle Seiko straps on it, unfortunately, unless I swap out those spring bars. But I really don't want to do that. So um rolling on a barton i'm huh. sure my i'm betting my uh my tropics will work nice on this i just haven't tried it yet this is just working out real good so i'm going with this right now and uh yeah a lot of fun you know took it in the pool took it to the beach all good you know as expected screwed rank screw uh non down crown be damned you know so um mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, you know just a good time had by all you know it's it's sort of just where i am you. right where, where i'm where i've been at sort of i guess, just. guess mostly this year man i just i've just been having a lot more fun with the the cheapies and
0: hey you know sometimes you gotta play in the shallow end of the pool you know right
1: you know and i there's just nothing in the the upper echelon that's just tickling my fancy right now you know there's just nothing grabbing me nothing saying you know oh i need this or i need to save up for this so i'm just having fun yeah i'm in
0: i'm in the i'm in the same way i'm in the same way there's a lot of cool new releases which we'll get to in a minute but yeah there's nothing that's really stood out to me that's been like this is the watch to get you have to save it you have to move mountains to to make it happen nothing there yet and and we'll see if that maybe changes before the end of the year i'd like to try to get a one watch a year if i can um especially something nicer but you know we'll see you know nothing has really been that inspiring for me either so um yeah so in comparison to this and the and the Res KX, I mean, does it feel similar? Is it, you know, completely different for you?
1: I can't lie, man. Just wearing between between the resin and the Grand Seiko titanium, I'm just not used to wearing steel watches anymore really it it feels like putting the like the donut on the bat like it just feels a, just a little bit heavier like this watch is wow. pretty light it really doesn't have yeah, that much of a difference yeah,
0: especially on a rubber barton's right like... but if
1: but if i put on like a full steel watch like sometimes I'll, I'll feel like the the difference immediately and i'm like damn this it's really that different but it is so you know yeah. I, I i've been really i guess enjoying the lightweight uh nature of alternative case materials and uh Going back to the stainless steel once in a while is like a little, huh?
0: Yeah, that's and that's and that's that's so deceptive for me too. And I when I think about you know a watch where I wear the most these days and that's my Ploprof in titanium, um, and you know when you weigh it out because of the size and because of the bracelet and the clasp and everything like that, it equates out to about a stainless steel watch, but it is so lightweight given the overall design, but. Like I don't feel that transition sometimes because it just feels like my steel watch would. Right. I would notice yeah. it so much more if it was like the full steel, you know, version. But that's so interesting. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this. One of the things I do love, especially right now in the summer, with it being you know, triple digits where I live, putting on my Ploprof and not having your watch get hot during mm, the day yeah, when that's you're outside. Big dude it's a game changer like i never thought that that would be a thing because sometimes you'll just get that like really sticky wrist it's very hot and you can feel the steel heating up because the outside air is hot um i don't feel that at all with my titanium it's it's uh so 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 nice
1: yeah i don't know if you get it i get this like abrasion on the underside of my wrist if i wear like bracelets on those sticky sticky humid days like Mm-mm. i get it's just the the metal rubbing against the underside, like just the ever so slight back and forth. But it's yeah, it's enough to make it uncomfortable and annoying that I have to yeah. go to something really light that won't kind of you know flip flop back and forth so much.
0: That's so funny. Uh yeah yeah. What are we gonna do? What yeah. Gonna
1: do? Yeah, but uh yeah, but I'm not gonna lie, you know, I, I think uh like I said, I've been having a lot of fun with the cheapies and I I'm really, you know, I, I sort of every once in a while will like line up some of the stuff that I, I picked up and I'm like, oh, I've, I've picked up some pretty nifty, cool little things here. Like along the way this year, as opposed to, you know, I usually will have like a sort of a slam dunk purchase for the year. And then everything else is yeah. sort of like hit here and there. But like, I'm like, oh, I was like, this, this is actually a neat little lineup here. So, um <laughs> and I don't know uh, if you, I don't know if you saw the, uh, <laughs> I Jack Forrester actually, re, uh, he posted, I don't, I didn't know he was that big of a Seiko dude. He had, he posted like an entire like flat lay of a bunch of just like random Seikos and Grand Seikos, like nothing insanely mainstream, but like some usual suspects, but like not yeah. like, you know, especially as far as the Grand Seikos go, nothing. You would be like, oh, yeah, obviously it was this one. you know, It wasn't a snowflake or anything, but I was like, so I literally had to just go and comment on like, did we just become best friends? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: But I was like, damn, I didn't know if other people were like into that like that because you know you get these people he's always been a
0: sleeper though he's always been a sleeper
1: yeah and he's he's kind of into that that whole vibe too i i get that but it's just like you know you get used to following around people who are of his i i guess echelon of uh media and such and you're just so used to seeing all the the hype pieces and the fancy stuff the, the unattainable the highly valuable and then you're like Oh damn, this is actually like a sweet little lineup you got here. Like <laughs> you know, and it's he was actually like,
0: like a normal guy. Right. Yeah. And his
1: and his yeah. his capture something like, "Oh, well, I have, you know, not not seen the box and papers, like as in like I own all these, like these aren't like demos or
0: yeah, yeah. You know, Those, stuff I was just given to purchases. check
1: out. Yeah, these are my own stuff and I was like, "Damn, that is yeah. cool, man." Like I told it like that that just it, it's not a a respect, it's more just like a you know, cast a different light on on who you are as a person sometimes when you get to do that stuff that's why every once in a while i like to give i like to give little peeks here and there into what i own and stuff or what i wear usually because i think people get caught up in that especially and that's and that's why i try to i try to sort of undo that in my own right like i'll post yeah. the cheap stuff and i'll just be like you know i'm out here having fun like who gives a damn i
0: mean i don't need i don't, need to, it I don't it know
1: be. yeah i don't need to wear a, a Vacheron perpetual to have a good time or you know Go out for a night, you know. <laughs> like, granted, that's <laughs> awesome, but you know, you don't have to either. You, know? you can have a good time yourself, and you could just wear whatever. and And I think people catch that. I think that's people, why people like our podcast because people will DM me or the or us on the the mm-hmm. account, and they'll mm-hmm. show us like a lot of the fun stuff we'll talk about. And they'll be like, "Oh, I picked this up, good call." Or they'll be like, "Oh, I own this one, yeah, like like you totally nailed it." And you'd be like, "Yeah, like it, it's sometimes just about having fun and not so much about." You know, chasing down things that other people said were good.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it's the individual discovery too that makes it cool. That's what I find is 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 one of the most rewarding things about this hobby is you know, finding something you like. And we talked about it before many times, but finding something you like that's unique to you and that you care about and and just letting it rip, going full send, you know, doing something different. And it could be something simple like a resin seiko or a thirty-eight millimeter steel say go five it could be that simple you know uh it doesn't have to be this overdrawn exorbitant exacerbated thing it can be very easy right it doesn't have um, to be
1: limited doesn't have to be expensive no. doesn't have to be precious metals or <laughs> weightless material or whatever it is you know
0: yeah the whole uh, unobtainium watch thing is just so it's so It's left such a bad taste in my mouth these days that I just can't even think about it anymore. Just and maybe maybe that's kind of the the larger picture of why we we just feel so checked out this year from from watches. It's just like it's
1: yeah. I mean lately the the puzzle piece so over tight. The puzzle piece day date is like the new like we're trying to make it hip and popular. Tom Brady's got it. John Mayer's got one. Oh (sighs) my! Like come on.
0: It's like okay, cool. So Ellen DeGeneres and all her friends and Ryan Seacrest and like all these people, are like cool, great. They got it. Ooh, fantastic! All the rich people have it. Cool, I'm like
1: yeah, cool. I didn't want it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <was> like, <laughs> and like I, it wasn't Tom Brady like with IWC. Like, did that dissolve? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I
1: never know. But he he was wearing a, I think he, a gold. I mean, or... t-
0: I mean, typically, like once you start wearing other competitor brand stuff, like you're you're probably like dissolve the relationship do would say you would think i'm just like so you trying to be like a rolex ambassador now like i don't understand because he's been doing a lot of mainstream like stuff where he's been featured and he's always wearing some type of rolex
1: yeah and he was over here he was doing tag for a minute he was wearing a lot of monaco's and stuff and then he was doing yeah. iwc and yeah he was, was doing iwc
0: for like a hot yeah, flash for, in for a while yeah and then i noticed a change when he did a hertz commercial He did a Hertz run a car commercial and he was wearing a yellow OP, like the yellow dial OP. Because the Hertz colors are black and yellow, right? Mm -hmm. So he's doing like this couch interview with this girl in the parking garage and he's wearing a yellow OP. I just saw the commercial again today. There's like an updated version of it. But I'm like, seriously, bro? And now you got the puzzle day day. I'm like, all right, cool. You and John Mayer can hang out, you deserve each other. (laughs) Anyway.
1: yeah, moving along. On the new see, that's what it is. That's a, that's two weeks worth of vitriol stored up, and <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: gonna bring the hot takes extra spice uh, today. No, that's we got
1: fun. uh, you know, we as expected, we have a, a fair amount of new stuff. Um, a got, lot of good stuff, though. Yeah, a lot, honestly, a very good week. A nice haul, if you will. Um, <laughs> we'll start with Hodinky and Unimatic. I mean, not the first, probably not the last. Uh, we get
0: <laughs> Unimatic, please, God. Just introduce a new watch can can we do that like that's yeah. just what i want like i love the watch i love the fact that you went with a new material okay, Sorry, it's a, what who, carbon was, case yeah yeah it's a carbon case you know they did the diver they did the gmt which is cool whatever but i, I think i think we're at that point where it's time for a unimatic v2 if you will like we need we need something different okay we need something a little bit different because it's starting to get. I mean, I said this, what, six redundant? months ago? <laughs> I mean, I think I said this six months ago. I was like, yeah, it's like all your styles are just like derivations of the original design. Which, and which isn't like, bad. It's just. It, uh, again, no shade. <laughs> it's not bad. You're right. It's not a bad design. But I'm like, come on. Can we please. Please please change it to something else and i'm not talking about a dial swap or a bezel stop i'm talking about take your diver model and, and you know what maybe start out with the um maybe start out with the u2 the like field watch
1: yeah that
0: watch is just so not well designed in its case proportions Where it's like massively thick on the top. Massively thick on the case back. And it has like these lugs that just stick almost like straight out. It just just does not look very wearable. Maybe start there. Just redesign the U2 and let's see if that expands into the rest of the lineup. Please. But other than that, I mean, we got a carbon case Unimatic for Houdinki. It's an LE. 250 pieces of each. One's a GMT. One's a diver with a non-rotating bezel. So basically it's a fat field watch um (laughs) i mean overall are they cool yes they look cool you know sterile dials basically that's kind of the unimatic mantra um you know i would say probably the black carbon gmt is probably my favorite of the two the other one's kind of like more of a gray tone but uh, overall i'm just not inspired with the design anymore it was cool like the first five times and now it's like okay what are we doing
1: yeah and you know they really they do the the tones really well and and going with the you know colorless just the blacks whites and grays they really do a nice job of that and they work in some neat textures and in this case some case uh materials and everything and like i said it's not a bad design it's just I, i've seen this before i'm, I'm ready for yeah. something else and it's yeah Again, they're not bad watches. They're just... They've been done. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And they've again, been done in limited edition with Hodinkee had six times. So... Yeah,
0: I, again, I, I, no no shade. I get it. It's successful. You sell out. Hodinkee's got you propped up. That's fantastic. You know, you do you. You're a business. Um, but just... I think it's time to go back to the drawing board and 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 maybe take a page out of the out of the uh, um out of the Baltic road you know like you make small evolutions but you make evolutions
1: yeah that makes sense
0: you know what I mean like you don't need to make something completely revolutionary but you need to start fine-tuning the case dimensions or you know the offerings or whatever because you can't just keep making the same four models for the rest of eternity You'll become irrelevant.
1: Yeah, I guess that's why you keep doing limited editions.
0: <laughs> I mean, but that's always been their mantra. I mean, I no, still have I the original Unimatic limited edition of like you know five hundred pieces or whatever the hell it is, and I still can't get my bezel fixed. So, whatever, not salty about it at all. Nah.
1: All right, moving on to something very exciting, in my opinion, uh, the PRX as we know, came to 35 millimeters. You are now getting a Powermatic 80 version with a gold tone and an ice blue dial as well. So two very nice offerings, very nice variations on a watch that I'm already excited about, only making <laughs> yeah. the decisions harder.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> as if as if this watch collection launch wasn't already that good. Um, here we are with yeah. another banger.
1: And they look very, very good. Like the photos, I know they do. the the photo, the wrist shot, shots, the photos, the renders. It all looks very good. And you know, you get the get the waffle dial. I'm
0: just gonna say this, man. I feel really bad for anybody that jumped on the 40 millimeter ice blue dial, because I think the 35 ice blue is kind of where it's at.
1: It looks proportionately great, and you know, and with those lugs and the way it it. Folds over the wrist, like I think thirty-five will be a really, really successful size. Now I think when they eventually come out with this in thirty-seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Stop. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, this I'm gonna so hammer pissed. this. I'm gonna hammer this until I manifest <laughs> it
1: in the universe. But a 37 oh, no. 37 and a half millimeter PRX. Oh, stop it. And eventually it'll come out, you know, it'll do the same thing, quartz, quartz, and then all of a sudden, oh gold tone, oh oh ice blue. Oh, PowerMatic 80. How nice. You know, so I know,
0: I know. But you I, know, I i think I might be, I think I might have finally found the one that I want. I think the ice blue 35 mil is probably what I would pick up myself personally and just call it a day. I'm not gonna keep racing the the PRX train, but yeah, 35mm ice blue seems like a good one to go with. You know, I can wear it, the wifey can wear it. It's uh it's just a cool fun watch to just slam around whenever you want to. And it's got it's got nice color and and you know, I've seen the the pictures of the forty millimeter version in person on YouTube and things like that, and it looks really well. It looks really good. The dial's a great color. Um, so I'm really excited to see how the 35 millimeter hits. But I can already tell you it's probably gonna be a home run. I think everyone was asking for it. I'm just surprised it came sooner than we had anticipated.
1: Yes, very, very I, I was thinking this was on gonna be like the, a
0: yeah. yeah, I mean like we they just launched the 35s and they're like and okay, we're going two weeks late. You know, we're gonna we're gonna stagger it out and just launch the next the next iteration. I mean, it's been what two months, maybe? Yeah. I was thinking we would be lucky to get it maybe by holiday. I was thinking if Christmas, not, yeah. If not next year, at the beginning of the year, but
1: unless, of course, are. that's when coming.
0: <laughs> Stop it! If you're right, oh if my! You're goodness. right, oh my
1: god. But not do that for me. Another crystal ball moment for us. This gold one, man, just looks really, really good for me. And it does. Given that it's in a traditional dress size, I just think it's it's such a home run, especially for people who want the look, the more traditional dress watch, dress dress sport watch look. Now you're getting it in a very traditional size. It gives it a vintage feel, and also, you know, this isn't going to run you an arm and a leg, but you'll get that look. Um, you know, yeah. you need to go with something more formal or you just want to wear it out in public and not really have to worry. Right. Everybody, for some reason, all of the uh, blogs and outlets keep focusing on the amount of watch theft going on. And like, I
0: know it's so crazy. I'm like, make. I don't
1: think we need to advertise this. Like, yeah, I, yes. think, I think everybody in the hobby sort of knows like, you know, guard your grill. But like, do we really need to glorify this stuff to the point where we're putting videos up of dudes getting
0: yeah, no, robbed
1: getting their no, hair cut, cool. like, <laughs>
0: yeah, not cool, man. But you know, I'll say this you know, this this watch for me is so unabashedly 70s, and I love it. I also love that they went with the full, like, gold champagne dial, yes,
1: yes, you know,
0: like, it, it's just like, no, we didn't do a white dial, we went with, like full two, and there's something to be said for that because there's a <laughs> That is a presence watch, you know, like it, it, like people's notice it, whether it's expensive or or not, or relative or not, it, it's people will notice it. People will like it. They're going to want to see it. And I can't blame them because I think it's a fantastic looking timepiece. No questions asked.
1: I'm curious if they'll go sort of a super eighties route and give it a, like a two-tone with the bracelet. They <laughs> so can go like gold bezel. Yeah. Steel, case you know steel outer links gold inner links like i think that might be a killer to be honest but i'd have to see it like i'm trying to visualize it looking at the gold and i think it'll look good because this looks good but i'm not sure but i'm willing to find out
0: yeah 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 i don't know man i think Tisa needs
1: to put me on the design team i think i'm all over this
0: watch. <laughs> yeah yeah i think is all over this watch no, and, yeah. for good reason and this watch really changed the entire landscape that is tso I mean, just li- literally, just being honest. Tiso is now a relevant brand again because of this PRX.
1: Hey man, so all it takes is one. I, th- I think all it that's takes so is what, one.
0: All I it takes th- is one. I
1: think that's sort of the beauty is that it all takes is one, one real banger to get you back. I mean, look at the Time XQ. Right, not the Timex was irrelevant, but people yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. this is a cute little brand, right? They have the Snoopy watches and stuff, but and then yeah, the cute comes out. That,
0: like it was like your your granddad's right. like retirement watch, you know? Like you got the little twist of flexes, you got an easy reader on the camper, like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it. It takes a leg and keeps on ticking. I'm like, okay, all right. right. So then a. the queue comes let's, out let's, let's, and, let's and all of a sudden
1: it's at the forefront of pop culture again. You know, like, oh, damn, like you can't keep a can't keep a hundred fifty dollar Pepsi watch in stock. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's just fun. And then look at what they parlayed that into. Right. A GMT, a chronograph. Like, it, it's just amazing how just one with the and, right and, timing and, will do it.
0: And automatic watches again. Manual watches, yes. automatic watches. Yes. Again, it really like, got
1: away from from the the majority from courts. of the courts. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you're right. All it takes is just one. So let me ask you this: Based on you know the stuff that Tissot has already released this year, are you a Cidroll fan over the PRX, or you think the PRX is the hitter this year?
1: I think I'm probably a 35 PRX guy, just yeah. because it's it's something that I, I think I've been looking for more people to do but i think the sitter all is really a, a fun watch you know i really think
0: I, I i keep looking at it man and the like colors are th-
1: great yes you know it's it's just yes. fun
0: every okay. time i see it i'm like yeah I, in my <laughs> yeah I can see that exactly. in my collection
1: yeah so.
0: and that's and that's a and that's a cool carbon case you know because i don't have a carbon watch in my in my collection right now you know, but it's doxa also very 70s. I know that, but there's also a very different uh, price point there. No, I price. know.
1: I just know you love doxes. So.
0: I, 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 yeah. Would just I pick one up the for buttons. sure? I know, I know. Would I pick one up? Absolutely. I would totally pick up a doxa carbon. But you know, and this one coming in at just under a thousand, the doxa carbon is like I think close to three. Let's just
1: say uh, it's up there, somewhere three, yeah. or four, something like
0: that. And this is still technically a diver's watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Still got a screw down crown and a rotating bezel and and it's got the regatta countdown feature. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? It's pretty, it's pretty watch. It is. It is.
1: All right. Hey, speaking of uh, people who sort of just hit the ground running on, a, on new models, um, Zodiac has a new collaboration. <laughs> right. I mean, they're, they're working the past couple, to the homie. couple, couple of years. To the homie. Yeah. With a great amount of credit due to our. Oh, our, our, Okay. Uh, to our buddy Mike over at zodiac um, <laughs> they are back and they are doing things um
0: yeah I mean he, he is the he is the the global brand president so
1: and he's just you know he's he's just out there he's out there making it happen so they have a new collaboration with Huckberry and it's got a little bronze they have a it's a bronze bezel yeah right we got a, a black dial some orange accents uh sort of the more classic uh vintage seawolf look to it but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very good looking overall. I mean, it's, it's got the, the big triangles, which I like from the, from the older yeah, models, me too, me too, you know, me too. it's got a mix of, uh, so almost like the, the spike indices and then, uh, yep. small triangles. And then you get, you get a few larger numerals, which are cool, you know, a mix of, uh, so different indices, you get the cool Zodiac logo in the middle, you know, you get some, uh, like a, a very aggressive, uh, point on the second hand, and, and I like that.
0: I like that on this watch because the original version, because this is kind of modeled after like the 1953 versions. Right, right. Yes. You know, those old school Zodiac Sea Wolfs, like the first generation, um, but they had stick second hands. Mm-hmm. And I think the earliest versions of like the Zodiac, like reissues of that era, they still had the stick and they had the stick secondhand. So now they've kind of updated it, made it a little bit more usable, kind of beefier a little bit, while still retaining that kind of classic design. Um, I think is a home run. But you know this wasn't the only Zodiac that was launched, right?
1: Um, I did see others. I don't remember what they are because I I just screenshot things. as
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is obviously the one with the bronze bezel and bronze crown for Huckberry, which is a new color. Then there's a new version of the 1953 in a blue and teal color scheme that was launched. Um, this is arguably my favorite. It is really, 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 really good looking. Um, I think it's the perfect colorway for this collection. It feels much more like the original vintage Zodiac from '53. If you could imagine, like the the bezel instead of being you know a dark blue, which it is in this one, but the light blue, like kind of like Bakelite. light. Right, yeah, kind of thing. My favorite, that my favorite. it's it's uh it's perfect, but the size, man, it's thirty nine mil, thirty nine mil, twenty mil lugs, comes on a blue tropic. You got kind of this aqua, you know, twelve three six nine aqua on the big triangle for the second hand, and then the rest of the 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 watch is like a dark ocean blue. It looks fantastic, and then in a bold move, they also announced two other models that are coming with photos on the website already, but have not been officially launched yet. I've never seen a brand do this. Yeah, me either. Where they have like the physical rendering, like, hey, this is coming at this time. Here's the picture. Like, I've never seen a brand do this. I think it's a very unique marketing strategy uh, and certainly one that I think uh, I I respect because it it really kind of helps manage the expectations for clients and people that are really shopping around that want to get one of these watches how how pissed would you be if you buy one and like two months later, like the colorway that you actually wanted comes out? You know what I mean? Like this is kind of a, a cool way to to give clients exactly what they want, um, and and kind of set up the the expectations for what's going to be coming soon. So basically, the other two versions are a like a dark green sunray finish dial with a black bezel in that same like 1953 style, and I think. There's one more. It's like a dark blue sunray finish. White 12369 triangles, but I think it's a titanium oh. version. So I think it's a full titanium on like a nylon NATO-ish Velcro strap. So I'm excited to see that. But they are all featured on the website right now on zodiacwatches.com. So you can see them and check them out for yourself.
1: That's very cool. But, I'm looking at them now.
0: Yeah, that, that aqua and blue one is is fierce. I really like it
1: yeah that's that's a very nice contract, the con contrast and the the green almost reminds me of that one they did with um the uh, rowing blazers a little bit
0: oh yeah 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 you're right you're right
1: but um I do like this uh layout a lot better yeah it's just a little more aggressive a little more sharp
0: and there's not like a weird bug on it yeah that's that too there's that too and I think that one on the far right is the titanium one with the dark blue dial It's kind of like a darker color, it looks like with the uh, got
1: like a like a metal bezel,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Gotcha, yeah, these look really good, I gotta say, you know, and it's just one more, you know, like I said, we they springboard, springboard of one big model release of things coming back, and then next thing you know, look at this, you got uh, ceramic watches, you got.
0: I know, man. It's kind of it's kind of you know, nuts.
1: You make a splash, and, that's all it takes. And next thing you know, you're moving on up. It's just, it's just all it takes I, in this. And this and, and
0: still, and still right now, I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this. This company is probably one of the best value for money companies in the entirety of the watch industry right now to date. Period. I mean, you you look at their collection, there's really nothing above that thirty five hundred dollar price point.
1: Most the majority of is find, well below.
0: Yeah. Most of what you're gonna find is like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. These new watches included. You know, that's insane to me. Even the ceramic, the full ceramic version is eighteen hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, that's sweet. I was looking at those, I was like, this is almost too good to pass up. <laughs>
0: I mean, and and again, now I know it's not a complete full ceramic, you know, inside and out. There's a steel core inside. The ceramic is is basically baked over top of it. But from the extremities, I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this is cool. And for somebody that's looking to add a ceramic watch to their collection because it's been relatively very cost prohibitive, that's amazing. And their colorways are so fun. Like, that is a fun company. I think that would be... Really cool to be a part of, you know. Zodiac is is doing some fun stuff.
1: Yeah, and I've liked their watches sort of since their inception, man. They've they've always done that like sky blue and the yeah, the so the sick. dark blues on top of it, and, and just different things. And then they just now they're they're all over, you know. The I wish they would embrace that Gulf colorway a little more. That they
0: did. I know. I know. Years back, and it was <laughs> such a banger. I know you keep
1: plugging it. I know you it, keep I'm plugging just, it My, again, Just, listen, trying, just trying to support. manifest it into the. <laughs>
0: ether mike, here it, mike if you need any outside uh design uh just just hit up your voice
1: i mean they they're in the vicinity like they even did like this this the newer green ceramic ones kind of yeah, like yeah. green orange white like it's it's in the ballpark enough where yeah. it will scratch the itch it's just that one is just such a such a sick colorway that like i know and everybody now, jumped Gulf, everybody jumped Gulf. on that yeah it was that thing was non-existent when it came out <laughs>
0: as as it should be yeah, right? I mean yeah. that's 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 the dream, right? For to the right something, reasons, yeah. and, then, and then people are like, yeah, we like this, and we're just gonna buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Indeed. That's the that's the dream.
1: Indeed, indeed. Uh, but, but, but an interesting one because I'm just not that in tune with this brand. So Mito released a Baroncelli, uh chronograph with a moon phase. So this is another sort of mid tier, affordable brand moon phase we're seeing after yep. Longine did it. So I guess moon phase is the new the new hotness which I'm good with. I like moon phase and they kind of gone away for a while, so mm-hmm, I'm glad mm-hmm. they're back. And I think they look really great especially on chronographs. Um this is sort of the uh 6912 layout as opposed to the 369. So it's more yeah. of the the vertical layout, but this is uh it's almost like a a dress chronograph and it's got a pointer date around the outside. There's a lot going on. If you're into that like very Busy JLC sexy look like, but you want something affordable. <laughs> this might be yeah. kind of where you're at. Yeah, like
0: it's I mean, got it, some it,
1: very very fancy looking pushers. I mean, and I think if I'm looking at the picture, I think this comes on a fitted rubber. Is that oh, really? rubber? Or is that textile? I mean, I'm looking at it and it's got a curved. I end it.
0: I, I I really can't tell now that you mention it. But you know, I, I will say this: this is a brand that most people probably in the US know nothing about because there's right, right. very little marketing and exposure to it I think most of you know what people would be familiar with with uh, with Mito would be like the Ocean Star collection Um especially the heritage models the you know their the decompression world timers that they did and decompression timers they did a couple years back as well but uh, it's just not a common brand here in the US because it's predominantly sold like in Europe and Mexico places like that um, but the Baron is always been kind of like their dress line. And, you know, it gives me a lot of like Longine vibes, you know, like you, you kind of touched on that as well. But it, it gives me a lot of Longine vibes, you know, your JLC kind of vibes, but obviously significantly less. Yeah, <laughs> right. For sure. um But just, it's just classy. And that's what I love about it. it the Baroncelli collection has always been very simple very classic in this design. And this is really no different than that. So uh, it's cool to see it.
1: Yeah. And these, this is one of those brands, like you said, we just don't see enough of sort of like your certinas and your, yeah, yeah yeah. that you're just, you, you see them. And then every once in a while, like somebody I know will pop up with one and they'll be like, Oh, check out this cool watch. And you're like, yeah, you know, I, I always knew that sort of existed, but I just didn't, I, you know, there's just no, no, not really the access to it that we, we have with most things yeah
0: right. and 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 again it's a it's a it's technically a um, a swatch group brand it is know. right and that's why it's yeah. sort
1: of the launching things make sense yeah exactly regards, but
0: but it's it's good looking and uh i i think you're right i think it's actually a textured rubber
1: that's what it looks like i'm trying to find it on the website again, yeah
0: right? yeah it's, yeah I, i'm i was looking on the website too i can't find it. i can only find still photos of it on the internet but I think it's a textured rubber because it looks kind of like the uh, the rubber strap that longine used for their, um, their Hydra Conquest. Right. The diver watches. Looks very similar to that. But the blue's really classy on this watch. I think it's very good looking. Obviously a very busy dial, but done and executed very well where it still retains legibility, which I think is very important. Um, but it's cool, man. I'm here for it.
1: For sure, for sure. And, you know, I think they use that rubber sort of as a nod to the more casual ways that we'll wear watches now. Like you'll have a Sky Dweller with precious metal on rubber, right? Yeah. Dayton and- on rubber. Like, they, you know, they're selling oyster flexes. They're selling everybody's got their own proprietary rubber now. So why the hell not?
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, the other thing, too, is it's so hard to wear leather straps these days. It's too hot. People are so concerned about sweating and all that stuff. And, and honestly, it's it is a real concern because you will de- literally destroy a leather strap very quickly. You know, a better alternative, not only in aesthetics, but also in functionality, is rubber. And in most cases, people can't even tell the difference. So why not?
1: Indeed. All right. Moving on. We got four new King Seiko's. These are uh, the slightly smaller versions. Uh, they're about a 38 by 11 and they have six L automatic movements. So you get a, a little bit of a movement movement upgrade there. These ones all have dates and three of them are supposed to resemble vintage models. If you've ever seen the old, old blue King Seiko's it's such a nice shade of blue. They're giving you that here. So that's really cool. And then the other ones are sort of just nods to the old blacks and uh sort of yeah. like, like uh, bronzish dials, but then you get one that's sort of new and updated, and I don't even know what the hell this pattern's called, but it just looks like a bunch of, uh, like, I don't want to say snowflakes, but that's what it looks like. It looks like <laughs> snowflakes, but they're but they're all made out of, like, Dude, We've same...
0: never seen this before. Exactly, but they're all made out of, like, this...
1: <laughs> it looks like if somebody took a bunch of strands of yarn and just laid them all the hell over each other, but they make stars and stuff, so it's a pretty neat-looking okay. dial. I really don't know how to describe it otherwise, but it's almost like a... Like an off white, like paper color. Uh, but very neat, very cool. Um, are these
0: are these three-day power reserves?
1: You know, I I want to say yes. I mean it's a, a it's a six L movement, so not a six R. Yeah. So I think they might be. I'm you know, I'm just I'm not that sure. I'm also not in the market for King Sago because I have one. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are three day power reserves. But, these are thirty um, nines, right?
1: Yeah. So these, uh, it's like thirty eight and change, yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're, I think they're, uh, three day powers or movements. But you know, again, they ruin it because it says automatic three days on the freaking dial.
1: I oh, yeah. Like, if you zoom in, oh, I see that. Come on. Oh, you know what though? The white crackhead one doesn't have that. Just the other three. <laughs> so there you go.
0: Oh gosh. What are you going to do?
1: But yeah, these will be cool though. You get, you get uh, some Zeratu polishing on the uh, indices and stuff.
0: Yours, your, your, your version is so much cleaner with the burgundy, the red burgundy dials. Yeah,
1: And again, it was just, it was It's pure, hard to top that. It really, the, to yeah, the burgundy color just got me. I was like, all right, I'm in.
0: <laughs> it's a, that I'm, I'm looking at a, an older photo of one and it all, it, it, it 100% trumps all of these. So <laughs> way better. Way better.
1: Yeah. So don't go um, releasing one of these newer size ones in Burgundy. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine.
1: fine. All right. And then lastly, we'll save, I think best for last year which is hard to say. Argu-
0: arguably the best. Arguably the best. For these sure. are
1: quite good. So Longine is now doubling down on the Hydra conquests that we've seen recently, and we're getting a yep. GMT version, not one, but four flavors oh, here. Yes, and they're all yes, very, yes. very good. So you're getting a blue. They're,
0: they're on a roll right now. They're on a roll. Again, and, and
1: we, we talked about how you can make a splash of the model. This, yep. this could be it.
0: Well, and you know what's so funny to me is for many years – At least recently i feel like lawn jeans has been touted as like you know really coming back because you know they've done so much in the heritage side of their business you know what i mean but now i feel like they are a real contender in the innovation sector of modern watches and they're able to bridge that gap very well between both styles in their collection and I think all of this really started with the... I would have to say it started with the Spirit Spirits, collection. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think it started with Spirit, and then obviously that progressed really and really kind of captured mainstay with the Zulu time. That, I think, is what really changed a lot of perception for people with with Longines.
1: Yeah, I think that turned a lot of heads, and I think as a result, you're getting these, which are just very fun. As I said, you're getting a blue version. You're getting a... It's almost like a burnt copper. Would you, Ugh, like it's, such brown? A col- it's like this brown. It's like a very, I don't even warm know what brown. to
0: call it, but it's such a freaking good colorway. It's like a I, very
1: warm brown color with like gold accents. Looks really yeah, it, good. They're sort I, of I mean, your, your it's, sterile it's black. Almost,
0: it's almost like what the, I wish the Rupert would be, you
1: know? Yeah, and now the, you know the know recent I mean? one. Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's like this nice, like coffee brown with this like dark yellow gold. Gilted accents but they went with like a a vintage patina like it's sick it really is sick
1: it's very good and it's
0: Uh, it's never a colorway that i upon initial release i would have been like yeah that's not for me like i'm like you know what i don't have anything like this like why not
1: and you're also getting uh you know sort of like the sterile black with orange accent and then probably my favorite This olive green, yes, black bezel, gold indices, olive green.
0: It's so good. It really is so good.
1: It reminds me of like a Swiss version of the Green Alpinist.
0: Ooh, I like that, and I can totally see that.
1: And that's I'm just you know it's got me at (laughs) at half mast here, and uh, (laughs) and you know you know these watches are not badly priced. No, you know you you don't have to worry about chasing them down. You know, bug in your AD form, you could definitely yes. get your hands on these and probably just drop by and check them out on a whim, yeah. which is also very cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the retail price is $2,675 US for the NATO strap version. Let me see if there's a difference in cost for the bracelet. It usually uh Yeah. It. So $2,775. So what is it? $100 difference, something like that. Yeah. Um, But either way, these watches are a home run. They are a home run. It's 41 millimeters in diameter, totally wearable. It is a full fledged divers GMT. Yep. Exactly the way God intended it. Rotating divers bezel. It's unidirectional. You have an internal 24 hour scale with a GMT complication. Like, this is exactly what needed to be done by Longines. 300. And yeah. Yeah, and it's not a 200 meter, it's a 300 meter diver, which is very hard to find these days, oddly enough. But a 300 meter diver and all the colorations, like all the different color variants, they're fantastic. Like I can totally see myself wearing literally any of them. Like the brown that they have, the kind of brown gilded version on the like camel colored NATO strap. I'm just getting like Sahara expedition vibes you know what i mean like it's just perfect same thing with that olive color it's like on a light green nato it just looks so militaristic very rugged looks amazing and it's just it's a it's a home run and like i was telling you off air, the only thing that could make it better is if it comes out in like a 39 in like six months you know what i mean but right now 41 millimeters totally wearable size I think it's a fantastic watch release for for Longines, and uh, I'm excited to see one in person because these, the the press has already been un- unanimous on this. It's it's a home
1: run. Now let me ask you something from a geometric standpoint: Do the circle indices at nine and six bother you?
0: Not even not even a little bit. I did. I honestly didn't even notice them until you just pointed them out. Because you
1: got for for the listeners out there, you've got mostly stick indices. At nine and six, you have circles, Mm -hmm. you have a date at three, and then you have a larger triangle at 12.
0: I I mean, I could see from some people why that that could be a valid criticism.
1: I'm just trying to figure out if it would look cooler with a bigger circle at 12, or if it would look cooler with triangles at six or nine. I'm trying to visualize here. You
0: know, I I think you run the risk of... I mean, honestly, now that I'm looking at this, one, I can't unsee it now, because you pointed it out to me. But two... I like it because it's a different dial, and typically on a watch like this, especially a diver's watch, you start with the triangular marker. Like, well, it looks like a Rolex or it looks like a Tudor. Then it's got rectangular. Well, it looks like a Rolex, it looks like a Tudor. I'm like, okay, how do we not make it look like that? Yeah. Well, let's just add different shapes. Because even even the Hydra Conquest's hand, I mean, you could you could argue, well, it looks like a, a snowflake. Snow yeah. yeah. Even though you know this watch has been like that for I don't know twenty years prior to the prior to the the Tudors coming really back into the United States, um, but you know whatever people are gonna you know say what they're gonna say, whether it's informed or 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 uninformed, but um, you know it doesn't bother me. I think it's a cool design detail. I think it's different enough that makes this watch very congruent. And when you look at it you know kind of from an abstract perspective you know all of the circles and the shapes are represented on other parts of the dial too so like you have the triangular arrow or the triangular marker at 12 o'clock you have the same thing on the pip you have the same thing on the GMT hand right the the minute hand kind of resembles the same type of shape as the actual hour markers you have the lolly the the martini olives second hand on the second hand um, or tip on the second hand, you know, you, that's where you get the the nine o'clock and the six o'clock, right? So they're all kind of derivative somewhere else on the dial, which I think is a nice design touch that makes it feel congruent.
1: Yeah, I'm just curious to see what people are going to say about it. But overall, a sick release. I think that's going to be a winner for quite a long time. All right. Moving on today, uh, sort of in the 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 realm of gripes and grumblings and all the other fun things that we like to read on the internet with regard to watches every day. Um you know, I come across this one a lot because it's it's been brought up in blogs, it's been discussed on pods, it's 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 been around, but I I, I feel like there's there's just two sides of this one, and I, I don't find myself in either one of them. Right. So there's like three, four, five legitimate watch brands that are just constantly just like the butt of everybody's joke. <laughs> right. I think everybody always goes goes for the neck on a hublo there. But yeah, um, you know, and I'm I'm looking at uh you know, they they announced uh Dwayne Wade's retirement and he had his own hublo and he wore it and they were celebrating and whatever, and it just reminded me of it. And uh there are just Oops. these watch brands that people will 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 just eh they'll go after. It's, they have you know? There's some merit to it. There's some that you know. Then you, you have people who take the exact opposite stance. You're like, this is a heritage Swiss brand, okay? I mean, you know, this has a long history <laughs> and blah blah blah. It goes back to the 1800s. All right. And you're like okay, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Like,
0: yeah. but it looks nothing like what we produced in the 1800s. Cool, right? That's no, of it.
1: course, of course. And I'm looking slow- at you,
0: Angelus. Here's your garbage.
1: so there are these just these these brands and some of them i i kind of like some of them i totally get the hate and i i i don't mind people kind of picking on them i think i'm i think i'm in that camp on Hublot. i really just don't don't enjoy their watches i don't know what it is i don't know
0: I don't know if it's, I, I, if it's I, the I
1: was, gaudy nature of like the Miami lifestyle or what, I, I,
0: but it, it certainly could be that. But I just feel like Hublot, like the best way I can explain it to to non-watch people is like Hublot is like
1: the the Nickelback of what of the watches. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? It's like everyone like kind of likes their stuff, but then... they
1: were they were into them in in the early two thousands. <laughs> But no, I, I totally get that. And, you know, and even just when I was talking about the, the Wayne Wade watch, like they, they have a picture of him and they have a picture of the watch and like none of the screws are aligned. And I'm just like, I just don't, I just don't feel this. This is just not what I go okay. for. And and I'm just not, I don't know. I don't connect with these. I'm not into the the big bangs, the classic fusions. I just I just don't Yeah. gel with the geometry of the watches, the layouts, the you are know, well, not
0: gonna you're not gonna buy the Pesh mode limited edition.
1: You know the banana yellow translucent one. I I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna get that one either. So it, they just come out with stuff that makes you scratch scratch my head. And like again, I'm not like I don't think it's funny enough to just plug in a Hublot anywhere and have people be like, let's laugh at this. This is hysterical. Hublot, ha ha ha. Like, but they're yeah. just not they're just not for me <laughs> per se.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I get it. I get it. It's just, it's one of those brands that is really a love it or leave it type of brand. And it is so polarizing. And I think it's, I think a lot of it for me internally is like, I know for a fact, the movements that are inside the ublos are not very well designed. They're not very high quality movements. They may have high complications and all these things, but typically the movements that power most ublos, maybe outside of their higher end stuff, are not that fantastic. I mean, that's why you could buy a Houdinki LE version for like eight grand. You know what I mean? So it's I don't know, it's not my my cup of tea. I also really don't like their design language with their secondhand. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. And especially because like it's like duplicitous on the watch. Like you already have it on the dial with the H. Do I need to have it again on the counterweight for the it's, second? It's an
1: ugly counterweight.
0: <laughs> like it, it's not even like visually congruent. It's just ugly. Plus, then you have their names, like the Spirit of Bang, and you're like, "What, <laughs> what is that?
1: What movie what did I, I download?
0: What exactly? <laughs> is this an is this an NSFW uh uh post that I'm accessing here?" I mean, it's just—it's not—it's not a a good looking watch. And the more you 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 look at some of their collections, you're just like, oh my gosh! Like I'm looking at one right now. It's a new launch for 2023. It's the MP09 Tourbillon Bi Axis Rainbow 3D Carbon 49 millimeter. One, it's already a disgusting name, and two, this watch literally looks like three m miami nightclub threw up on a tourbillon and that's exactly what you get and we didn't do rainbow and diamonds we did rainbow and carbon so it's like the strands of the carbon material are like in a rainbow motif oh and by the way it's 49 millimeters in diameter
1: oh yeah that's what I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> just in case you wanted to let all the haters know it's uh it, it is not a handsome watch
1: yeah but, but so I, I i get i get why a lot of people don't like them i don't like them just because they don't do it for me yeah i don't think they're funny enough on their own just to be a joke but
0: like i said it's a nickelback of watches dude
1: I could see it. I could see it. Now, another one that gets sort of lumped in with them, and it's mostly historic, historically related. I think is uh, you know Panerai. I tend to at least like Panerai because I think at least their designs are pretty original, right? They have some design language that's that's them uniquely. I mean, I, I think the the Luminor case is pretty sweet. I'm I'm not a tremendous yeah. Radiomir guy. You know, the submersibles decent. Um, but you know, they're, they're, they're sort of plain and you sort of have to get into them to like them. Like you can't really like them from the outside because from a glance, they all look the same. Right. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, well, this one, this is just a, you know, one's t- a tobacco dial, one's a, you know, a, a child case, you know, they have all these different little tweaks here and there that sort of make them interesting. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I know pe- people have complained about sort of generic movements and things as far as that goes. Uh But yeah, but that's
0: that's kind of much more like an older problem for for uh, for Panerai than it is a newer one. So I'm gonna get it.
1: You know, I mean, they do some head scratching things. You know, a 30 30 millimeter rated. I mean, a thirty a thirty meter rated luminor, which is kind (laughs) of kind of dumb. But but but
0: uh, it's got a locking crown, guys.
1: So I would hope you could probably beat thirty meters. But uh, as far as They go as a brand. I mean, I think they're unique. I think they're interesting overall. I've, you know, they've put out some pretty neat novelties every once in a while. Like, I don't know if you ever saw, they had one called the L'Astronomo. It was like a one off, but it was like it has like an equation of time on the back. And like, yeah, it has basically every complication you could ever need jammed into this one thing, but it was very impressive to look at. Yeah. And they had another one that was sort of like, um, it sort of had the always-on glow look, and it mm-hmm. uh it had like a fifty-year service interval or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of cool. The, Again, it was like a 10, 10 piece.
0: Yeah, that that's that was the one they called the lab ID.
1: Yeah, yeah, lab ID. So I was like, yeah. oh. Dude, I was like, damn, this is like kind of neat.
0: Yeah, it's got a fifty-year service interval, and basically, you buy one, and you're like one of ten people that will never have to pay for a Panerai service, but. I also imagine that watch is probably going to need servicing because I think they designed it with like no lubrication in the movement or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it it was something insane. I was like, this is this is going to be crazy cool or crazy bad. (laughs) Uh, And uh, you know, jury's still out on that because I don't know anybody that owns a lab ID. And how could you? (laughs) Exactly right. Um, I will say this: I really do like Panerai's design. There's something so quintessential, unique, iconic about this design that I think that a lot of brands could only try to replicate, uh, but not succeed. You know, it is a very cool color. It's a very cool design. Whether you go for the Radiomir, whether you go for the Luminor, or the Dewey, or whatever they have now, um, you have a very quintessential look. And there is a there's a lot to be said for that because that look has stood the test of time, really and truly. Now, are they doing some crazy cool stuff with newer materials and things like that? Sure, one hundred percent. Are they doing crazy complications? Also true. Yes, one hundred percent. My biggest gripe with Panerai is. From kind of like an outward perspective, once you own one, you've kind of owned them all. And I know that's like an egregious statement to the panaristes out there. But I mean, design-wise, they're not that different, <laughs> you know, in concept. But you know, when you start looking at the model side by side, yes, okay, they're they're different, but I know that. But just you know, aesthetically they're not. <laughs> you know, they're really not that different. But uh, you know the design language is cool. It's very it's very masculine, so I think that's why they try to soften things up with like the duay and, and things like that. But I don't know. My biggest hang up overall in Panerai is their watches don't keep great time. I know that for a fact because I've met so many people throughout my travels that have owned Panerai and they're constantly being serviced. They're constantly running fast or running slow. Uh, so there's that. And two, they're just really expensive. Even they for are, their base model, they are models. rather pricey. I'm like, I you you go and you you go to the Luminor Base, which is literally the name of the freaking watch, Luminor Base model, you know, and it's fifty six hundred dollars, and all we get is a mechanical movement with twelve three six nine layout and hour and minute hand. 44 millimeters and it's oh yeah by the way it's manual wind
1: yep is and that a uh, <sighs> is that a five day or eight day
0: Um, uh, three days
1: oh it's not even uh, the one i had was a an eight day man it was pretty sweet and honestly it, it actually kept really good time which was surprising as well but i'll say this much the loom was great on it and the yes. one the one thing the one thing that everybody can learn from them the screw-in lug bar Oh, yeah. Is a fantastic innovation.
0: Yeah. I mean, they do things very well. I mean, they, this is really the brand that pioneered strap changing because that was the only way to make their watches look different. I mean, realistically, yeah, like, no, you, that you was really to. the only way to make them look different or unique or special was to offer so many different straps and options to switch them in and out because, um, you know, from a cursory glance, they all looked the same. And I'll and I'll be honest with you, man. Still to this day, that Luminor base is kind of still my jam. Like I would go for that a hundred times out of ten because it, it it's it, or ten times out of ten. It's just like it just looks good. I like the layout. I just wish it didn't have the base logo, like the old school OP logo.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of that. I
0: I I I don't like it. I just wish it said Luminor Panerai and just leave it at that. You could put the OP on the back, you know, whatever. But I know they have to make it the base version. So whatever. But, you know, good looking watch. It's just it's a lot of money. It really is a lot of money for something very, very simple.
1: Yeah. And then, That's you just know, my the, opinion. The, the other like the other hang up everybody has is like, oh, well, they were. They were on the wrong side of World War Two, and it's like, do you like IWC? <laughs> yes, Laco, right? Oh, oh, any of those? sova Yeah. Do you, Do you really want to go there? All right. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Put it, leave no, it in nobody the past. cares.
0: Nobody cares about that. Mercedes Benz. You Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Exactly. Do you drive? Do you drive a, a BMW a Mercedes? Volks? Yeah. God. Volkswagen. All right. Bl- so let's bl- bl- just. <laughs> Leslie. Who were the, the car of the people? Yes, the uh, the German Third Reichs people. Yes, exactly. Um look, that that side of history is it's completely irrelevant for me. What I'm more concerned about is the the consistency in the design across everything, basically. And then of course the price point. Like to get anything that I would really want to own, you're looking around ten thousand dollars at minimum price
1: it's not chump change
0: that is not inexpensive not at all so it's it's very challenging to see how this brand can be competitive and i know that their fan base is diehard and it's loyal but like we're talking a lot of money for something very very simple you know relatively speaking like the same the same watch movement that's in the 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 Douai at thirty eight millimeters essentially is you know it's seven thousand dollars mm. it's a lot, and this watch isn't even on a bracelet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's uh it's interesting,
1: and you don't want to know what the straps cost.
0: Oh my god, they're very expensive, very so, very very expensive.
1: So I can pivot off Panerai to another one that sort of came to me when I was thinking about it, and that's Bell & Ross. Ooh. Another brand that I kind of like.
0: I, You know, I do like Bell & Ross. They were, I mean, you have to remember, like, back in probably the 2000s, like, that was, like, the heyday of Bell & Ross. You know, the late 2000s or 2010s or whatever the hell you want to call it, something like that. Um, That was kind of the heyday for Bell & Ross because they really pioneered this, like, aviation cockpit you know, cluster design, right? It was all about taking something that was looks like it was a physical instrument installed in a plane and making it wrist-worn. And all the pilot dudes and all the bros jumped on it. Military guys, like, it was the watch to own. And then I remember... <laughs> I remember during a sales presentation for Bell and Ross back in day when I was still in sales and one of the reps comes and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, we were kind of asking him an honest question. He's like, you know, we were like, Hey, you know, we've been noticing there's been a lot of issues with timekeeping on the watches and we're getting a lot of like, you know, regulation requests and things like that. Like, do you have any insights on, onto what we can tell or how we can manifest, you know, handling these client issues? And he's like, look, man, like we didn't design the watches to be accurate, we just designed them to be cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: was like, Okay, well, I'm definitely not gonna buy a Bell and Ross. So
1: <laughs> Broken Fox right twice a day.
0: I mean, again, that uh, this was like one guy, it was a rap. I don't even I don't even know if he's still even with Bell and Ross anymore, but just the idea that this was like their mentality. You know, they're like, Yeah, we don't really care about the timekeeping, it's more about the style. <laughs> like okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. But I mean, overall, cool, cool looking watch. There's no question about it. I don't like their new kind of urban design, but their instruments collection, their vintage collection, is, is pretty sick.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I think you know, like it's kind of like we were talking about with Panerai. It's a pretty hyper masculine design. Yeah right? Like these are very like macho, you know, you got your four screws, you got square cases, you know, it's very masculine, but I th- I think it's cool. You know, I, I don't really know where they're headed or what they're doing. Cause obviously like they, they had this whole like BRO collection and everything. And yeah, it, it's very trendy with the steel sports and everything, but it's, I, I don't know if it, if, if it meshes that well, where if I think if they just stuck with their bread and butter and made like neat looking cockpit watches or like the occasional diver like you'd get some cool stuff in there yeah
0: when when they came out with their square cased but like round bezel diver i was like okay we're doing something cool here
1: yeah it's neat it's it's, it's something cool. objectively neat yeah
0: yeah it, it is and, and 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 you know it, it obviously inspired other people to follow kind of in the industry and things like that um they do a lot of funky stuff and and they get away with it because it's kind of like their design language, but I would totally own one of the Bell and Ross divers. Ever since they came out, like I just thought that they were so freaking cool, and that style, one hundred percent, is their own. Like nobody else has a single watch that looks anything like that, and I can respect it. It's a very cool watch.
1: Yeah, and I'm a I'm a big fan of their circular date windows.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with their logo, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even like the, you ever seen like the, the orange, orange diver? Just looks oh, so with good. The, like the orange dial, uh, orange dial, black bezel, steel case. Just looks, it just looks really cool, <laughs> you yeah. know, in sort of a very funky and non traditional offering, you know? Yeah. They, they did do, do, they do uh, a lot of good stuff. They did do a, a not so square watch not that long ago. It was, I can't remember what the name was, but they put like a sort of like a very pale pistachio dial on it. It was really cool. I remember thinking it was pretty slick. I don't Was remember it the Urban name. collection? I don't remember the name of it. Let's see if I can find it.
0: It's it's kind of like their 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 take on the integrated steel sports watch.
1: No, it's not uh it's almost like a it almost looks kind of like a fieldy piloty watch.
0: Oh yeah, that's their vintage collection. Yeah, because it was almost like a full loom dial, wasn't yeah, it? They had, yeah, and then they had like an orange okay, yeah, version yeah, yeah. too. I can Okay, yeah, really yeah, yeah. That's right. That's
1: right. Camera here, but
0: yeah, but it's just, their it's their uh, hair, their vintage collection is what what it is.
1: Yeah, but just just neat, you know, something different, something off the off the beaten path, which is fine.
0: Yeah, good looking yeah. though. Good looking for sure. Right,
1: I th- but I think it's something that like people have just gotten very lukewarm on, where like they were. When I I feel like when I first got into watches, people were oh they were hot. It. Like I remember they did a they did a talking watches with Jose Batista, Joey Bats as some people will know him, and he, half his collection was Bell and Ross. And I was like, this is interesting, man. Like it was just it was just cool. They, it was cool to see. They different.
0: grabbed a lot of people, man. They really did grab a lot of people, and it was a brand that for many years had a lot of power because. You know, all of the military bros or want to be military bros had Bell Ross watches. I, I can't tell you how many black square, you know, instruments watches I saw come through my my shop. You know, whether from owners or from people that were interested in looking at them. You know, people wanted this design because it was so distinctive and very, very, very cool. So we'll see what the future holds for them, but you know they're they're kind of a sleeper brand too. You know, like they just they just release stuff whenever they want to release stuff, and they kind of do their own thing. And you know when they're ready to to, to jump, they jump, and they just you know they kind of go to their own beat. You know, yeah. Like I I don't know if you ever saw this, but they had like some concept watches where they're like they're like a square case tourbillon. Yep but it was like completely made in sapphire. I'm like, okay, that's kind of gangster. (laughs) Like it just completely like, like bananas off the wall. It's like, why? Because we can, you know, like why not just make it full sapphire? Like who cares? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of impressive from a watchmaking or technological standpoint. But when you think about like who the brand is that made this and you're like, this doesn't make sense, (laughs) you know? Yeah, totally. It's like, stick to your PVD case uh, aviation watches, bro. Yeah.
1: uh, Probably last up here, I think you can't really have this one without touching on Invicta. Um,
0: I I think
1: everybody knows sort of the joke it's become. Um, you know, again, a lot of people have done these episodes where Invicta was a heritage brand. It was a Swiss <laughs> made. I, I know mean, technically,
0: it was. that is correct. I yes, know it that was. Is
1: I know it. It existed in a different form a long time ago, and now they mostly make disgusting, the, yeah, monstrosities.
0: The, the, yeah, the the operative word being a long time ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> the operative word being a long time ago. Uh, it it it's a. Uh, Look. The reason why Invicta gets so much trash is because they literally make it. That's that's what it is. They make everything from Joker watches to extreme Russian diver watches, which I don't even know if they're calling them Russian diver watches anymore, but you know, these crazy things, crazy collaborations and they're just over the top, gaudy and just not like cool like I'm literally looking at a watch right now and let's see if it comes up on my page and bro you got to find a screenshot of this watch because it'll make you want to throw up oh good Uh,
1: it's a few pounds
0: it's the Invicta Reserve Gladiator men's watch with abalone dial 55.25 millimeters In a gold iridescent case. Oh yeah. Okay. The bracelet has like Cuban link gold chains.
1: On both sides.
0: On both sides. Are you are you looking at this
1: thing? This is the ugliest watch I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) What is this? Who did? Oh, by the way, it's a Chronodiver and the pushers in the crown look like gold teeth. <laughs> it's just like what who how just I uh, I don't I don't get it. Who is this made for? I have no idea. I really have no idea. And this is why it's on QVC for like, you know, $20.
1: But also how thin is this bracelet? (laughs) I mean without the link, the without the chains on the outsides, what is that? That's gotta be like a 16 millimeter bracelet.
0: I mean, I again, I don't even know, man. Could you imagine like trying to size this for somebody?
1: Without pissing my pants? Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like and and it was funny because I I I know so many retailers from the industry and from the business. Because you think it's like, okay you know uh, let me change uh let me change the 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 battery on one of these watches well the problem is with so many invictas their case backs are so large that normal watchmaking tools cannot the tool accommodate them to actually remove them to change a battery
1: holy crap
0: or your your like link sizers can't even fit into or the links can't even fit into the actual sizers or the sizing blocks for the links. Like, who the hell wears this
1: stuff? I can't even believe some guy made a YouTube video about this. They should have shut this thing down.
0: I mean, my God, this it, it, the it's literally heat treated to like rainbow gold. I, I cannot even explain this watch other than it looks like you beat up Barney and he bled out into an Invicta.
1: It's pretty horrible. This is astonishing. <laughs> you know, but but everybody goes to who is always, "Oh, well, you know they make the Pro Diver and it's got a it's got okay. an NH35 in it." Okay.
0: I will say cuz I will stand by this. There is an Invicta that I actually really like and I would actually own and it's the Invicta 1953. I think we've talked about it maybe once before on the podcast. But it's basically like a very streamlined Oh, it's super like basic yeah super basic but like vintage sub style watch right right it's got a you know regular dye bezel it's 40 millimeters all steel case you know your traditional like vintage sub you know hands and markers and then you have like the old school like lollipop second sand like at the tip of the yeah, second the hand very yeah like this is a respectable watch Okay, it's 40 millimeters. It's got an NH35A in it. It's 200 meter water resistance. Like, it's not a bad looking watch. Like, if you gave me this and I'd be like, okay, that's a nice watch. If you showed me this Invicta, I'd want to kill you because it, they don't even, they're not even in the same language. Like, they're not even in the same realm of, of possibility like the pro diver, you know, the the Invicta Pro Diver cool, great. The Invicta 1953, cool, great. That is a fine watch to to start a collection, to wear, it, you know, no snob will, will will uh will hate you for that because arguably it's a good watch. Now whatever the hell this Gladiator gold-chained nastiness I I literally can't even
1: it's oh. a no it's a no for me dog.
0: Yeah, it's a no for me dog too. Apparently Invicta has the uh the the exclusive contract to have the US military line. They have a US Army watch. It is disgusting.
1: I'm uh, ashamed to even be a part of this. <laughs>
0: it's like you brought this up. You decided to do this.
1: Well, you can, you know, the elephant in the room. You have to, you have to mention Invicta. I but mean, it's just, but, but it's just, it's the same thing that I really, re, you have, you have the people who will lean on the fact that they had, they had a legitimate business at one point, or that they put yeah. out a couple of cheapies that are not terrible, but like, right. I, like, I don't think that makes up for. No, I, for I, this. I don't think, I don't think so either.
0: <laughs> but my point is, is if you're gonna buy anything from Invicta. You buy the Pro Diver, or you buy the 1953, and that's fine. That's a respectable watch. It's got a good movement. It's mechanical. It's automatic. You know, it's a good-looking watch. It's going to hold up. Cool. Anything outside of those watches, kill it with fire. That's it. Kill it with fire. Because it is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. They they made a Star Wars Yoda or baby Grogu or Yoda watch, literally where his picture is the entire case and bracelet. <laughs> like this is a bunch of like repeating baby baby Yodas. Like I, I I can't even. I just gotta say this. Could you imagine what the the product development like room looks like for Invicta? They probably are doing like a bunch of acid. I was coke. gonna say
1: drugs. That was exactly what I was gonna say was
0: drugs. It could be the only explanation. There has to be some type of egregious amount of drugs. Because it's the only way
1: that someone's gonna be like,
0: Yeah, man, we're gonna make 55 millimeter watch. We're gonna slap Cuban gold chain links on the side of
1: <laughs> I picture <laughs> it. I picture it like the probably like the writer's rooms in the 1970s and 80s of those whack job movies that came out that like you look back and you're like who the hell produced this where it was probably just them and you know a a huge amount of scotch and a pile of cocaine on the desk and that's all it was yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like who greenlit this
1: right they're like hey let's make a movie Woo!
0: yeah no it's like uh yeah i don't know man this is disgusting.
1: What's that? But that's that. That's our little walk down the the, oh the, the walk of shame here.
0: If you can even call it that. Some of these watches, like some of the brands, are respectable. You know, this one is just not. Unless you buy like two watches, everything yeah. else, you should immediately throw it in the trash. There's a reason why it's sold on QVC. There's a reason
1: why it's buy one, get nine free.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you spend $300, you'll get this exclusive watertight seven slot watch box to store all your watches.
1: So you can throw it in the ocean.
0: (laughs) So you can throw it in the ocean. I'm like, um... oh gosh. I just saw this. Uh, just saw this caption Shaquille O'Neal's Invicta watch collection misses harder than his free throws. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Ouch. Oh Shaq, you're rocking this
1: garbage? Yeah, he did have his own. I do remember seeing that. Oh my
0: god. Bro. How are you gonna how are you gonna do this?
1: You're a Hall of Famer guy. I know. Have some respect self-respect oh
0: god he's got a cuban link chain race that oh. <laughs> oh my god okay i can't i can't we gotta stop right there. all right before, all right, before, before we, we tarnish
1: away. before we tarnish more of our heroes um <laughs> 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 all right uh thanks for joining us episode 93 Rich G's radio we'll see you soon on episode 94 closing in on 100 quick we're uh trying to we at yeah, we're think we're gonna have some fun with that one uh looking forward to it uh schmidt i guess i'll catch you next week trying to have any nightmares about what we've just discussed yes um, and may all of your parties be like the invicta war room so <laughs> <laughs> until next time <laughs> See you later everybody take care Peace.